0: You're listening to a Fat Cat Media podcast. If you love caravanning, four-wheel driving, fishing, camping, gold detecting, exploring places, history, and visiting destinations, all rolled into each episode, welcome to the Road Less Travel podcast a podcast that documents and captures the Australian spirit of travel, discovery and adventure. And each week you can join myself where together we'll experience adventures all around Australia with glimpses into a world that's faded into history. The people, the places, the way of life. This is The Road Less Travelled. This is The Road Less Travelled, presented by Nikki Shea. The Road Less Travelled G'day you know, everyone, it's Nikki Shea. Welcome to the Summer Series Extra of the Road Less Travel Podcast. Jeff and I had taken an extended break over the Christmas, New Year festive season, so we thought that we'd go back and do a bit of a spotlight on some of the most popular episodes – That we've had on the podcast season 1 and 2 of The Road Less Travelled. This particular episode, it gained a lot of popularity because, well, you simply pack your bathers, put in the beach towel and get ready to taste the area of Agnes Water. Which is a small coastal town situated in the Gladstone region of Queensland and is the closest access point to the southern Great Barrier Reef. It's known mostly for its amazing beaches and fishing, close by or five minutes down the road at 1770, which are both great options for your laid-back beach location. The town is built on the site of the second landing in Australia by Captain James Cook and the crew of the HMS Bark Endeavour in May 1770, hence its name, and their first landing in now what we know is the State of Queensland. Sit back, enjoy and relax as we take you through the Summer Series Extra and we visit Agnes in, in Queensland and the aptly named 1770. This week I thought, well, the news of the probably the last week or two in Australia is that Australian experts say that they've found uh, James Cook's Endeavour, but the US scientists say not so fast. Researchers spent the last 22 years investigating an area off Rhode island in the United States examining several 18th century ships with a two square mile space in which to do their searching. And of course the the Endeavour was the vessel in which Captain James Cook used to sail to New Zealand and Australia and uh, that has indeed been, well they think that's been identified as a wreck. The Australian experts say that they are convinced they've found the final resting place of the Endeavour. It was also known officially really as His Majesty's Bark Endeavour and of course that was the the vessel that uh, the British explorer James Cook on his first voyage of discovery to the Pacific between 1768 and 1771. Kevin Sumption, the chief executive of the Australian Ma- National Maritime Museum, he told reporters in Sydney that after more than two decades' investigation, the famous ship had been found. He said, We can conclusively confirm that this is indeed the wreck of Cook's Endeavour. This is an important moment. It's arguably one of the most important vessels in our maritime history. Now, the Endeavour charted areas of the world largely unknown to Europeans at that time, including, of course, parts of Australia and New Zealand. But by 1775, the ship was in poor condition and was sold to a private owner who renamed it Lord Sandwich. It was sunk by British forces in 1778 in Newport Harbour, Rhode Island. Now researchers have spent the last 22 years investigating this area, examining several 18th century ships within that two square mile space of area. Their investigation involved things such as comparing the wrecks with plans and measurements of Endeavour, looking at how the wrecks had been built and the likely origin of the materials. Mr. Sumption said that the last pieces of the puzzle had to be confirmed before he felt able to make the discovery public. But based on archival and archaeological evidence, he said, he was convinced that the famous ship has indeed been found. Now it lies just 500 metres off the coast where it is in 14 metres below the surface under nearly 250 years worth of sediment and silt. Mr. Sumption said it's an important historical moment as this vessel's role in excavation, astronomy and science applies not only just to Australia but also New Zealand and the United Kingdom and also the United States. Now, only from what they've been releasing the information, only about 15% of the vessel remains and the focus will apparently now shift to how it can be preserved and protected. The announcement, though, ruffled feathers in the US where the Rhode Island Marine Archaeology Project, known colloquially as RIMIP, described it as premature and a breach of contract. Uh The executive executive director, Dr Kathy Abbas, said that they were the lead organisation for the study, telling The the Guardian Australia, there are many unanswered questions that could overturn such an identification of the shipwreck as being the endeavour. We recognise the connection between Australian citizens of British descent and the Endeavour, but our conclusions will be driven by proper scientific process and not Australian emotions or politics. Ooh. Mr Sumption, though, said that the Australian National Maritime Museum continues to work closely with maritime experts in Rhode Island and, of course, with the Australian Rhode Island and US governments to secure the sites. Their findings now will be published and peer-reviewed by archaeologists from all around the world. So that brings me to this week's episode. You might have already asked, what are you rabbiting on about, Nikki? Let's talk about this week's destination in just a moment. You're listening to the Road Less Travelled podcast with me, Nikki Shea. So where did we go this week? Let's have a look. A great little spot on the map called 1770. It's in Queensland. It's 1770, also written as the numeral 1770, also known as the town of 1770. It's a coastal town and locality in the Gladstone region of Queensland. Now, the town is built on the site of the second landing in Australia by Captain James Cook and the crew of the HMA Bark Endeavour in May 1770 and their first landing in what is now known as the State of Queensland. Although the town is referred to locally as 1770 using numerals, the official name of the town is in words 1770 and it's a principle of Queensland's place naming that numbers are spelt out. Now the little town is situated on a peninsula with the Coral Sea and the Busted Bay on three sides. It can be reached by a sealed road from Bundaberg which is 120 kilometres to the south going through Agnes Water which is immediately to the south and this little town sustains a small permanent population. A significant holiday population makes it to the area to take advantage of fishing and of course Great Barrier Reef trips and other water activities. The northern tip of this little peninsula is mostly with the protected area of Joseph Banks or known as Round. Hill Head Conservation Park. And it's worth certainly having a look at. Now this town, as I mentioned, built on the site of the second landing in Australia by Captain Cook and the crew of the Endeavour in May 1770 and their first landing in Tasmania, their first landing, Nicky, in Queensland. Originally known as Round Hill after the creek it sits on, the name was changed on the 24th of June 1936 after the town allotments were surveyed in 1935 to recognise the historical importance of the town. The village is a tourist destination on Queensland's Discovery Coast. The village itself contains holiday accommodation, restaurants, general store, hotel picnic areas with free barbecues and a little marina where day trips depart for Lady Musgrove Island on the Great Barrier, Me- Barrier Reef and several trips a week to Busted Head Light Station. The area's wildlife and vegetation have been preserved as far as possible and this together with the area's natural environment and out- outer surf and inner Stillwater Beach is certainly a major tourist There's also day cruises and flights to the outer Great Barrier Reef to nearby Lady Musgrove Island and Pancake Creek and the nearby Busted Head Lighthouse. And the local tourism and commerce organisation is responsible for promoting the region. It's Discovery Coast Tourism and Commerce. We wanted to get a word with Nicholas Scurr, who's the head of that organisation, unfortunately that didn't happen during this week, so a little bit of uh, disappointment there, but uh, certainly a great place to visit and let's find out a little bit more about our stay in 1770. So to the south of this particular town, as I mentioned a little earlier, is Agnes Water, and that's the ultimate little place to go. It's known mostly for its amazing beaches and fishing. Close by, or about five minutes down the road, of course, is 1770, which are both great options for your laid-back beach location. Terrific beaches, you just can't you can not rave enough about them. Um, so Agnes Waters is 1770, located along the Queensland coast. It's an hour and a half north of Bundaberg and an hour and a half south of Gladstone. Both of these cities you can fly to from the state's capital, Brisbane. Now, Agnes Water and 1770 are usually explored together, but 10 kilometres away from each other. Therefore, of course, it's easier to have your own transport or hire before you get there. However, there are little things like the 50cc scooters that they can can be hired out by the day or uh, by the hour to run around. Agnes Water, of course, is a tourist town, offers many accommodation choices around town. From five-star hotels to camping, there's something for everybody and every budget. Therefore, beachside properties attract a lot of attention and a premium price. Consequently, prices will vary as always depending on the season. However, you can get great deals from different booking websites. So where to stay? You can stay at places like Edges on Beaches, the 1770 Lagoons Central Apartment Resort, Pavilions on 1770, the NRMA. Agnes Water Holiday Park and also the Agnes Water uh, Holiday Park Two, Sandstone 1770 Motel and Resort, the Mango Tree Hotel Agnes Water Beach Club Now, at 1770, it's all about the beachfront as properties around the coast offer ever-improving views of the beaches. Like Agnes Water, prices vary with the season, so, of course, it will depend on where you go. You can choose from traditional accommodation options, or if you're after something a little bit different, you might like to check out the little beach shacks they have there. This unique accommodation is situated in the town of 1770, just across the road from the sparkling blue waters of the 1770 Swimming Beach. Furthermore, having a short walk to the marina, which is also the departure point for those day cruises, and also there's a great option for snorkelling and diving. These are available to explore the southern part of Queensland's spectacular Great Barrier Reef. Almost all the caravan parks in Agnes Water average four star plus, and it's easy to see why. With convenient location close to the beach, clean and comfortable amenities, and affordable for families, you won't be disappointed with the choice Agnes Water Beach Holiday provides. Whether you're in your motorhome, RV, caravan, tent, whatever your style, they have places for you to set up camp. Terrific little place. So the things to do in Agnes Water, surfing. If you love to grab the board and hit the waves, then get the wax out and let's go. Agnes Water has a six-kilometre, yes, a six-kilometre stretch of beach providing great surfing opportunities, especially for longboards. It is considered the most northern surf beach on the east coast of Australia. And don't worry if you can't surf, there's plenty of businesses that will teach you how to get up and stay up for a small fee. The Lady Musgrove Island tours, they leave from either Bundaberg or 1770. We chose to take this tour from 1770 with a shorter boat travelling time and this was a difference of about just under one and three quarter hours compared to two and a half hours one way. The day tour consists of snorkeling, walking around Lady Musgrove Island and a small glass bottom boat tour. The whole day is worth it to experience the southern area of the Great Barrier Reef and swim with some resident turtles. And also don't worry too if you've got the dog, there are dog mining services in 1770 and Agnes uh, Water as well. Swimming. Well, of course, with all that beautiful beach, the surfers are not the only ones out there having a good time. If you're an avid swimmer, then Agnes Waters is certainly the perfect place to take a dip. The beach there is patrolled at certain times of the year, making it a really great safe option for families. And if your pooch loves the water, there are plenty of beach off-leash areas as well. So you and your furry friend can take a paddle to your heart's content. Just ask Rocker; He can certainly endorse it. The Paperbark Forest Boardwalk, well you can tick off your next Instagram worthy photo stop and get back to nature. It's a great one for the kids and takes only 10 minutes to complete, specifically forest settings filled with heaps of paperbark trees along with a boardwalk and cement stepping bollards. Exploring Agnes Waters, well, it's a place that offers a lot to do. So come with, I guess, a a real sort of spirit of exploration and you certainly won't be disappointed. You can explore the area on a scooter, which can be hired direct from here. You can also visit the beautiful beaches of Agnes Water or down the road at 1770. Certainly, of course, both towns are explored together and definitely worth the visit. You might also like to check out the exquisite cafes and restaurants, Kent Barton Gallery, learn how to surf, as I mentioned earlier, jump on a fishing charter or explore the Great Barrier Reef with Great Barrier Reef Eco Tours and spend the day at Lady Musgrove Island. And if you're up for a little bit of action on board the LARC Tour of and the LARC stands for Lighter Amphibious Resupply Cargo, which can explore on land and sea, yes, land and sea, while you sit back and enjoy the ride. Choose a full day tour or a short one-hour tour through the 1770 Bay Area. You can drive up and over several sand dunes, listen to the guides, share their experiences on the region. And it's just a fantastic, something totally different. Like us, if you like to throw the line in, you are in for a treat at Agnes Water 1770. There are several locations for beach fishing. Many are in secluded spots and require four-wheel drive access. You can though head to the catwalk for rock fishing amongst other sport uh, amongst other spots there's bream dart sweetlip they're on offer from accessible rock platforms as well as spanish mackerel, mac tuna, spotted mackerel, giant herring, golden trevally, the giant trevally, the cobia, queenfish, black juke kingfish and tailor. If you've bought the boat like you, the creek and estuary options are very very popular. With many options including Round Hill Creek, Urumbeela Creek, Middle Creek, Jenny Lynn Creek and Pancake Creek, the range of fish species is extremely vast and you'll be spoilt for choice. If you're looking for more adventure fishing, the Southern Barrier Reef is for you with Fitzroy Lagoon, Bolt and Lamont reefs as well as iconic islands such as I mentioned earlier Lady Musgrove Island to choose from. These areas are packed with coral trout, sweetlip, red emperor, and Spanish mackerel. As I said in the introduction when we were talking about the Endeavour and Captain Cook, the Lieutenant, he was Lieutenant James Cook then, he anchored in this area in 1770, came ashore near Round Hill Head. Further at, or Furthermore, at the 1770 Festival, there is a reenactment of Cook's Landing that's been staged since 1991. There's a, a small little car park here. It's also the start of the Round Hill Walking Trail or the Butterfly Walk. Speaking of walking... To explore Agnes Water to its full potential and offer, you are best to pack your walking boots. You can try the Discovery Trail that takes around 30 minutes while you take in breathtaking scenery on your way to the lookout. Arriving at the lookout, you can see Agnes Water Beach and Workman's Beach, which is a great reward for this little stroll. If you're after a little history and culture, visit Russell Anchor. It is the anchor of the sailing ship Countess Russell and can be seen in the 1770 Headland Car Park. So you might not be challenged enough eh? Then let me suggest the Red Rock Walking Trail. You will need to be fit for this one. This track involves navigating steep inclines, boardwalks, sand and stepping stones and you may just be rewarded with some turtle or dolphin sightings like we were. The weather. In summer Agnes Water enjoys a mild to warm climate all year round and the hottest month of course being January with an average of 26.3 degrees, Agnes Waters has significant rainfall even through the summer months. In winter, with an average of 17 degrees, July is the coldest month of the year. Remembering that rainfall is significant, it may not get too cold like the southern states but it can be wet. So where do you eat? Well I hope you like seafood because you're going to get plenty of it here Nothing beats the scrumptious seafood meals and you have plenty of restaurants, cafes, takeaway options between Agnes Water and 1770. Alternatively, alternatively, you can also have several local fast foods like burgers, steaks, salads and even Thai food. However, if you're looking at cooking yourself, you have the local IGA or the Foodworks grocery store to tide you over. Now, there are a few car rental places within Agnes Water itself, however, neighbour... town Gladstone and Bundaberg offers more options the main companies are certainly well represented here with a few local businesses too booking earlier is recommended especially of course in the high season now back to town of 1770 and the historic town is built on the site of the second landing by Cook Cook's first landing in Queensland the people of 1770 hold the reenactment of this historic landing every year as part of the 1770 festival which is held each May Now, 1770 enjoys visitors year-round, but with their beautiful beaches and surfing on offer, summer is always very popular. Visitors can also enjoy cruises and flights to the outer Great Barrier Reef or nearby Lady Musgrove Island and Pancake Creek and nearby nearby Busted Busted Head Lighthouse. Try saying that with a mouthful of teeth. So there's plenty to do at uh, 1770 and the beaches are just absolutely fantastic in, in which to have a look at. So make sure that you pack your camera because you will get absolutely stunning sunrises to uh, get your camera ready for Instagram and Facebook pictures. And then the sunsets equally are just absolutely divine. So make sure that you uh, get up nice and early for those uh, sunrise pics, and then stay up for, uh, for sunset as well. We're going to take a short break here on the Road Less Travelled podcast. You're with Nikki Shea. We'll be back with more in just a moment. The Road Less Travelled podcast is a proudly Australian fiercely independent podcast. Hosted and produced by me, Nikki Shea, for Fat Cat Media. We receive no corporate payments, which means we rely on self-sufficient financial support. If you can and are able to, we would love you to support us via Patreon. Listen to the Road Less Travel podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Road Less Travel this week. Talking to you about seventeen seventy and Agnes Water in Queensland, located to the north of. To give you a bit of a, if you're driving along and thinking, where the heck is Nikki talking about? Picture the Sunshine Coast, head north so past Fraser Island. Uh, Of course, you arrive at Bundaberg. It's between, as I mentioned earlier, Bundaberg and Gladstone. Uh, The next major city, of course, being Rockhampton. So between Brisbane and Rockhampton, Rockhampton is where you will find um, this particular area. And it's right in the heart of, um, excuse me, the um, the Great Barrier Reef. So there's plenty to see and do. And um, I can't recommend this little, this little place uh, a- enough. As I mentioned we love going of course with Rocco the Wonder Dog and all things pet friendly for the perfect holiday of course with your fairy friend. There's plenty of activities and places to stay as well and as I mentioned there are dog friendly um, uh, whether I sort of mind your dog where you go off into the national parks or if you need to go out and, and visit the Great Barrier Reef. There's Gibson's Pet Friendly Accommodation um, Sunbird Gardens Cottage Accommodation, Kite Surf 1770 are pet friendly. Uh, you've got the Workman's Beach Campgrounds the uh, 1770 Holiday Accommodation Accommodation Agnes Water Caravan. Well, not caravan. It's Agnes Water Agnes Water Beach Holidays Caravan Park. Um, that is a mouthful, and of course the Reef Caravan Park too. We chose to stay at the Agnes Water Beach Holidays Caravan Park. It's a a four-and-a-half-star caravan park, absolutely fantastic on the beachfront. They're a boutique holiday park um, located on the north-facing Agnes Water Beach on the Discovery Coast of Queensland. They've got six acres of park gardens that offer shade, tranquility and privacy for their guests and their holiday park offers powered sites for both caravans and tents as well as unpowered sites for tents too. 95% of caravanning sites too have a concrete slab power and water. Uh, some powered tent sites are only suitable for tents and not configured for camper vans or caravans they also as I mentioned have unpowered tent sites uh, their facilities they've got uh, new first class amenities blocks the absolutely spotless male and female showers and toilets coin-operated laundry with washing machines and dryers and plenty of clothesline space as well. There's a holiday cafe which serves healthy meals every day. They don't mind having sandy customers wandering in off the beach too. Plenty of places for the kids as well as swing set and other playground activities. You can find them online at agneswaterbeach.com and you'll find them at 55 Jeffrey Court and Agnes Water in Queensland. and We can thoroughly recommend that. That was a great place for us to stay. And as I mentioned, pet-friendly too, and there's a couple of places within that particular location where you can ask them to mind your dog for a small fee, and uh, they will gladly do that. There's also the Reef Caravan Park for Caravan and Camping uh, in, uh, that's on Rocky Crossing Road, in Agnes Water and it's on 40 acres of bushland in the town of 1770 of course being right beside Agnes Water gateway to the southern Great Barrier Reef really relaxing place with caravans uh, camping camper vans as well Um, and their sites are larger than most parks grassed and shaded they also have use of a pizza oven for people herb and vegetable garden there's a Nomi land and campfire evenings too so um, they also have uh, on site markets on the first and third Saturdays from May to October and the third Saturday in November to April. And if you don't feel like cooking, their local tavern will pick you up and bring you home. Service operates Thursday to Saturday. Make sure you get in for bookings early and you can find them on Facebook too. So plenty of options. That's the Reef Caravan Park um, in Agnes Water in which a place in which you can stay when you head up that way. So where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Obviously, you want to go somewhere, but you want the information in which to help you make an informed decision. The visitor information centres in this region will certainly help you. And if you're new to the area of preparing for a holiday in the Gladstone region, you can visit one of their accredited visitor information centres for comprehensive travel information, which includes the complimentary maps and brochures, also local knowledge and advice on the area, plus all your accommodation tours, activities, and transport booking needs. The Gladstone region is also home to Queensland's first mobile visitors information van, which is an affectionately known as the Ivan. It's a mobile Vic, uh, mobile van can be seen around the region at major events or as town near you. For those passing through the region in either direction, there's also an information hub inside Miriam's Vale Cafe stocked with brochures and information for convenience to travellers. And don't forget to check out the What's On event calendar when planning your trip to the Gladstone region. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. You'll find them at the Marina Ferry Terminal in Gladstone and you can visit them online at gladstonregional.info Regional um, and then slash Visitor Information Centre. It's the Gladstone Regional, the Southern Great Barrier Reef. Um, uh Tourist information area There's also one too At Agnes Water 1770 That was where we were hoping To have a chat with Nicola Skirr this week That didn't unfortunately happen And you can find them They're located at 71 Springs Road So there's a whole range Of um, places you can do um, You can jump onto These websites rather um, And there's ideas such as what cruises you can do, info and special deal, deals. Uh, they've got competition, travel information, um, of upcoming events. Um, there's plenty to do. There's also some travel blogs too. And there's information for corporate visitors too. So if you want to become corporately involved, you can do that. So you can jump on there too, Gladstone and Surrounds. I was actually massively surprised in how big this Gladstone region of the Great Southern Barrier Reef actually is when you jump onto their website and jump onto the map. There's things like like, um, Mount Larkham, Gladstone City, uh, Baffle Creek, Rules Beach, Turkey Beach, that always cracks me up, Turkey Beach, Miriam Vale. There's a whole lot of uh, Gladstone region. They're passionate about the water and marine activities, obviously, as, because it's obviously part of their lifestyle, and they're proud to boast one of the highest boat ownerships per capita in Australia. So their love for the sea is celebrated each year with the Gladstone to Brisbane Yacht Race marked by the week-long Gladstone Harbour Festival. You can begin your regional experience by venturing up to one of their prominent lookouts at Auckland Hill or Round Hill, both offering 360-degree panoramic views of the city of Gladstone. And uh, the Harbour Islands and the magnificent Mount Larkham, the landmark that drew Lieutenant Matthew Flinders into their harbour. The shimmering water of Gladstone Harbour is surrounding marina parklands. They continue to attract people to the city from all around the globe and encourages further exploration of the remarkable regions. So go on, go and be surprised and I really urge you to jump on there and you can jump onto the Queensland Tourist website as well and you can find plenty of information too. Queensland Government website and places like Heron Island but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about them as uh, the year 2020 goes on because I'm certainly looking forward to bringing you plenty more information on um, some great little trips that you can do, and in particular this week, of course, we're focused on 1770 and Agnes Water. I've been the, the reason I jumped on 1770 is um, I was looking through a map one day and I thought they've made a, a, an error. 1770, no, and I recall oh, 1770. I think that's where Cook actually landed and uh, that was his second landing in Australia the first being for Queensland so then I did a bit more research I said, hey let's just pack and go while we're up in that area and did so and then sort of in this last week and a half the news broke of the uh, Endeavour being apparently located off the coast of the United States so I thought we'd intertwine that with this week's episode and uh, wrap them up and and bring them and complement each other so a great area in which to visit must have been pretty good if uh, Captain Cook uh, landed there in 1770 and thus that's how the time the town got its name now as mentioned in the the show this week and every week we are self-funded at the roadless travel podcast and this podcast i guess too is an intimate way to reach an audience and it's worth noting that advertisers now are starting to understand that they can get product messages one on one into a person's ear Advertiser interest is catching up with sponsorship and market content, which is really starting to get listener attention, and everyone wants to be at the front of the queue when that happens. Here at the Roadless Travel Podcast and Fat Cat Meter, we have a niche advertising package available to those companies, businesses, brands and products who want to directly interact and target the outdoor leisure industry, specifically the Roadless Travel's growing audience. So please feel free to contact us for further information and for an advertising package to be sent to you. You can drop us an email, fatcat at iinet.net.au or please send us a message on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear from you if you've got an upcoming trip that you've got planned or maybe you're sitting out on that trip. Maybe you've sold up everything. Bought the brand new caravan, the brand new four wheel drive, and you are living the life of Riley out on the road less traveled yourself, and uh, doing that with the big lap around Australia. If you are, love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from where you're actually camping and listening to us this week. It'd be great to uh, to get your interaction. You can do that on our Facebook page, on Instagram. Drop me an SMS if you want. Just text me on o four two seven five two eight four six seven, and if you want to have a chat, and we want to have a quick uh, chat about where you are and what you're doing. Again, drop me a line and uh, let's open up the lines of communication and, and have a chat and see where people are because this show is only as good as uh, what you guys uh, interact with us as well. So I can sit here and ramble on about great places that we're visiting. Um, but uh, it doesn't mean much if you guys aren't interacting with us and t- giving us continuing to give us that feedback on what you like. So if you're out on the road yourself, drop us a line. Love to hear from you. That wraps up this week's edition of the Road Less Travelled Podcast. Hope that you tra- you uh, enjoyed our little trek around 1778. In Agnes Water, in the southern Great Barrier Reef, between Rockhampton and Bundaberg. And uh, if you do have an opportunity to get up there, make sure you do. It's fantastic places. The beaches are just absolutely divine. I can't rave on about. It completely blew my mind away. And plenty of dog friendly. I know a lot of you out there travel with your pooches, and you even put cats and birds as well. These places are just absolutely fantastic. If very pet friendly as well. So that's something very important that uh, a lot of us travellers are looking at these days. And places are really starting to embrace that as well as eatery places too thank you so much for your company this has been the road less traveled podcast my name is nikki shay thank you so much for listening and i hope to catch you somewhere on the road less traveled soon bye for now thanks for listening the road less traveled is presented by nikki shay and produced by fat cat media